All right. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. We'll get started uh, just because we're short on time. Uh, partial share for this week. I overplanned because I thought we would have 45 minutes. Little did I know that we're only down to 30. Uh, so we have in this week's Parsha, Parsha's Mishpatim, which are all the mitzvos, Benadam Lachavero, uh, how we're meant to treat other people when it comes to business, when it comes to uh, Stam, Benadam Lachavero, Ve'ahavta Larecha Kamocha, helping your friend out when his donkey is overburdened, uh, being honest in business. Uh, so we have all the business ethics in this week's Parsha. Um, and this is uh, Rabbi Yisrael Salanter's Yartzeit. Almost always falls out on, on Parsha's Mishpatim. Uh, and Rabbi Yisrael Salanter was like a huge proponent of uh, Ben Adam Lachavero. And he held that it's more important to learn Chosh and Mishpat, which are the laws of how to treat other people and in business uh, and in your dealings, more important than the section of Orachayim which is the laws of daily living. What do you mean one's daily living and one's only when you're doing business with the other person? What he said was that when it comes to Chosh and Mishpat, most of them are actual derarises. As opposed to Orachayim, most of them are like brachos, which are vast majority of them are derabanans. So whereas Orachayim is mainly derabanans, Chosh and Mishpat is mainly derarises. A person has to know all the derarises involved uh, when he's dealing with other people. Make sure that, it's, that he's honest in business and how he deals with other people. Uh, and Ve'ahavta Lerecha Kamocha, etc. So, Rabbi Saul Salanter's yard site, this is being his chus, that we should learn about uh, how we should treat other people. Uh, so, we have in this week's parsha, Losat, uh, source number one, Shemos, Chaf Gimel, Pasuk Zion. It says, Losata Mishpat Evyonacha Berivo. Um, don't twist uh, or uh, turn any kind of judgment against the poor person. Uh, mid, and then in, in the next Pasuk, it says, Midvar Sheker Tirchak, the famous words, Midvar Sheker Tirchak, from a matter of falsehood, a person should distance himself. It doesn't just say uh, you're not allowed to speak lies. It says you have to distance yourself. You have to run away. Venaki v'tzadik al-tarog, don't knock a good person or a clean person. Uh, don't kill him. Kilo atzik rasha. Uh, because uh, I don't want you to be matzik the Russia and uh, to throw the tzaddik under the bus. Uh, so we have over here the commandment, that from a matter of falsehood, a person should distance himself. Why does it use this specific kind of language of midvar sheker tirchak? And source number two, we find that there's only one other place in all of the Torah where the Torah tells us tirchak to distance ourselves from an avera. Does anybody know what the other... What's the other mitzvah where we're where we're told to distance ourselves from the from the avera? Trivia question. Uh, there's only one other place. We have midvar shaker tirchak. A person should distance himself from falsehood. Only one other place in the Torah where a person where we're commanded to distance ourselves. Okay, let's take a look. Source number two. Uh, Azhara me'ayin. This azhara of being marchik ourselves, from distancing ourselves from sheker, from falsehood. We don't find any other iser in the Torah. The only other avera where we find in the Torah is arayas, when it comes to improper relationships, illicit relationships. And there the Torah says, we're not allowed to come close. This is kind of uh, the, this is where it stems from, the whole Isra of Yichud um, and of uh, touching another woman uh, that's, that's not your wife. Uh, so that all comes from this Isra of Losikravu, because the Torah tells us don't even come close. 
to Arias. So we learn from there that even um, even um, touching a woman for pleasure, the Rambam says, uh, shaking hands is a whole nother uh, discussion. Uh, could argue both sides. Um, but uh, the Pasuk says, don't come close to being Megala Erva. And we learn from there that even touching another woman um, or in a pleasurable way, or uh, later Chazal even extended it to Yichud, uh, that even Yichud uh, with another woman is going to be Aser. Uh, but over there, that like, seems like a real serious uh, prohibition, right? And over here by Midvar Sheker Tirchak, uh, we find the same language, right? It's also saying, distance yourself away from Sheker. We see that it's a very severe thing at like almost the same level as uh, as Erva, right? When it comes to, to illicit relationships. And from here we have to understand uh, the severity. What's so severe about Sheker, about lying, falsehood, um, that, uh, that it's uh, such a dangerous Mida for a person to have. Uh, so that's what we're going to be tackling over here. Uh, the, the Sefer HaChinuch in the next source, source number three, says the Sefer HaChinuch, V'alkein hisiraseinu ha-Torah laharchik min ha-Sheker harbeh. Therefore, the Torah tells us to be marchik from Sheker a lot. Why does it use that lashon of Harchaka, of distancing ourselves, making sure to keep as much space from Sheker as possible? K'moshekasov midvar Sheker tirchak, v'hinei hazechira bo lashon richuk. The reason why the Torah says lashon richuk, to distance yourself, put as much space as possible, l'rov mi'uso, it's because of the great disgusting nature of falsehood uh, where we don't find by any other Avera in the Torah this Lashon of Rechuk it's because Sheker is, uh, uh, has this disgusting nature to it uh, it's something that Hashem hates to such a high degree therefore when he tells us the Avera he, just, he doesn't just say lo Sheker uh, he says, no, distance yourself as much as possible. He's trying to inculcate in us this kind of uh, emotional uh, um, outlook towards Sheker, that it's this disgusting thing and we should keep it as far from ourselves as possible. So that's what the Sefer HaChinuch says, is the reason why it uses this Lashon of Archaka, it's to show us the disgusting nature of falsehood. Um, okay, and source number four, sorry, was a copy of source number two. I uh, uh, <laughs> repeated it over there. Uh, but now we're moving on to source number five. Uh, and now I want to get to the to the depths, the psychology behind Sheker. Why do people lie? Uh, we'll go through a bunch of the different reasons uh, and, and uh, come out with a key takeaway uh, that we can take, a lesson into our lives, and hopefully uh, become better people through it. Uh, so we have source number five, which uh, the Sifse Chaim is coming from Rabbeinu Yonah, is trying to get into the depths of why people will lie. And there's basically going to come into two main categories of lying. You have lying where you gain benefit from it, right? So I'm lying about my product, where I know I'm going to gain pro- pro- uh, benefit, right? I'm saying that it's a uh, uh, 120 volt uh, motor battery or whatever it is. Uh, when really it's only 60, right? So I'm pretending like it's worth more than it is, or I'm trying to upsell my product, uh, and I'm, you know, g- giving all the benefits of my product, uh, or I say that I'm doing uh, X number of sales a year in order for you to think that I'm a much more successful and popular businessman that I really am, so that you want to do business for me, with me. Uh, so you have that category of lying where you're gaining benefit from it, and then you have another category of lying which we don't gain benefit from it. 
Uh, and we'll see sometimes we're lying because we want to gain social acceptance or we want to feel better about ourselves. Um, and then you have another category where you're not getting anything, right? Like you don't really care about the social benefit. And this kind of comes into like the pathological lying or children also lie in this way. So we'll start at the bottom, which are people who lie for no benefit whatsoever. Why would a person do that? Uh, and then we'll move up to where a person's gaining social acceptance and then where a person's gaining uh, some kind of uh, material or monetary benefit from it. Uh, and then we'll come with the key takeaway that in all categories, Hashem wants us to be absolutely yashar, uh, to, to not only speak the MS, the truth, uh, but to also look for the truth uh, and to try to represent the facts as much as possible uh, and why authenticity is such a key media, such a key character trait uh, that Hashem wants us to develop. Uh, so we have the Sifse Chaim in source number five, says uh, the Sifse Chaim, Rabbeinu Yonah. Rabbeinu Yonah and Shari Tshuva, Shar Gimel, Kuf Ayin Gimel. Mona Bemida Sashecher Tes Chalakim Shona, he brings in the Mida of Sheker, of lying. There's nine different types of lying. So we brought just three main categories, but within those, there's nine different categories of lying. Um, see there, I'm happy to go through at a different time, uh, all the different categories. Uh, but the fourth category that Rabbeinu Yonah brings, Hamashaker Besipor Hadevarim Asher Shama, He's speaking these, uh, these words that he heard, and he switches some of the words on purpose, right? So he knows the truth, uh, but he's switching, he's deviating from the truth. And he has no benefit from his lie, uh, and he's not either causing the other person a loss, right? So you have cases where, uh, where you have no benefit, but you're causing the other person a loss, and then you have where you're causing the other person a loss, uh, but you, but uh, or you don't, have, you don't cause the other person a loss, but you have a benefit. And he said there can be a person who lies, even though he's gaining nothing from it. The other person's losing nothing from it. So why would he lie? Mahi sheker. What's this love of avas sheker? Why would somebody want to lie for no reason, for no benefit? Makes sense if a person's gaining from the sheker. He gets this pleasure from using the sheker uh, as a medium to gaining whatever he needs, right? So he wants to lie. He's motivated to lie. But why would a person want to lie if he gains nothing from it? Why does he just wants to do sheker for the sake of sheker? Says the Sif Chaim in source number six. Uh, a per, the person's nature is that they want to live in an imaginary world and to kind of divorce themselves from reality from time to time. Sometimes we can be living a difficult reality, right? Work can take a big toll, families can take a big toll, uh, life and trying to find meaning in life. Uh, it can be a, a very difficult quest. Uh, and every once in a while, a person kind of wants to uh, remove himself from reality. And I'll explain this through uh, children's uh, games. Because uh, there we can see the Mida in its full glory. Uh, by children, the difference between MS and Sheker, truth and false, uh, imagination and reality, between something that's uh, actual reality and something that's not actual reality, it's still not absolutely clear. 
Uh, so, uh, the way of children is that they don't even try covering up uh, what they do and what they say. Uh, most of their, what they're searching for is uh, imaginary reality, right? They want to play, uh, they just want to play games, right? They don't want to necessarily engage with, uh, with uh, reality and life. They want to. They love watching these uh, fake shows and heroes, right? Because this uh, uh, imaginary reality of this person saving the world. Fantasy, fantasy yes. <laughs> so they want to live that fantasy, right? Kids more than ever. They can play games for 95% of their day uh, and only actually engage in reality for 5%, right? That's uh, kind of the ratio. Uh, and that's why if you're watching kids, you have to play with them, right? You can't uh, be teaching, learning Gemara with them or anything like that. Uh, it's hard to get in Torah. And even Torah, what they love is the stories, right? Not necessarily the, uh, the, actual, uh, the actual knowledge. Because uh, that, that lights up their imagination, right? In imagination, they are able to live in their imagination. Um, okay. Teva Shevura Nasis Kesvina Vehayelad Atmo Kevar Ita. Uh, a little uh, box becomes like a boat to them, and there we become into the, the captain of the ship. And when they're involved in imagination, that becomes like the reality for them. Uh, and this is why your kids will often make up wild stories, right? Uh, and often as a parent, you get really upset. My kid's lying to me, right? A kid came to me telling me this whole story about how he took on this lion and uh, <laughs> killed this lion. Obviously, that never happened, right? Uh, but children, what they imagine is so real for them uh, that it's, it's very blurred, the difference between imagination and reality. Uh, so what they're imagining, it's kind of like wishful thinking together with their imagination being so vivid uh, and not being able to, hardly being able to tell the difference between what they're thinking and what, they're, and what actually happened. Uh, so when they imagine things in their mind, it's like it actually happened. So for me to now scream at my kid, oh, don't lie to me, uh, wouldn't be appropriate. He doesn't yet have that faculty of being able to clearly delineate between reality and, uh, and fantasy and imagination. Uh, and because he wanted so badly for, for it to happen, so the proper thing to do as a parent is to say, oh, you really wanted to, to kill this lion, right? Or you really wanted to be the captain of the ship. Uh, instead of him, instead of uh, giving him muster, like, oh, how could you lie to me? That's not actually what happened. Uh, so it's better to say, oh, that's what you really wanted, and to help him work through that this was actually in your mind and not the actual reality. That would be the proper way to handle it. Uh, and he brings the story of Agon, Rabbi Yisrael Salanter, Rabbi Yisrael Salanter, Yartzeit, this week. Amasha Gozel Tatsua Mitinok says that was somebody who steals a stick from a, from a, from a kid in the bathtub. Harehu kimat sifinosav shel Right, we, we, it comes time for bedtime. Oh, why are you playing with the stick in the bath time? I told you already 10 minutes ago to get into bed, right? And what do you do? You remove the stick and you throw it into the garbage and you get all upset, right? So in his mind, what you just did was you just sunk an entire cruise ship uh, of people. And now he sees you like this, uh, like this murderer who just like killed his whole city, right? Uh, his whole cruise ship, uh, you just sunk it. Uh, so Rabbi Saul Salanter says you have to be sensitive to kids, right? So even though you're, you're upset, it's past bedtime, you want to get a move on it. Uh, when you just remove their stick and throw it out of the window, uh, so what you just did was sunk their entire cruise line. 
Haim gam oavim likro sipure simyon vekazav shalahayuklal. They also love reading stories of things that never actually happened, fantasy. Vechena sapras dimyonas lahacherem, and they love telling their imagination and things that they uh, imagine to others. Everything that they love is the opposite of what the actual reality is. They love things that are outside of reality. Uh, says the Sif Sechaim in the next source, source number seven. Somebody who grows up, right, once we become adults. Uh, so yes, we leave these uh, the kids' toys. But it's still left by him uh, this pleasure of playing uh, with uh, with their toys, right? Uh, I heard a line once: when you grow, when you get an adult. Uh, your toys just get bigger. Uh, so adults, right? Our toys just get bigger. We still love playing around with things and removing ourselves from reality. Hadimion shehu shoefe love. This dimion that we uh, long for. Imzu tavas hakavod or tavas hamamunukudoma. Maybe it's uh, the taiva for kavod that we don't really deserve, right? We want honor more than we have, or or money more than we have. Akach yesh sug shabnei adam shukochayem mushetas al avas hasheker. You have a type of person who loves sheker. They love living outside of reality. Uh, they love playing with this uh, imaginary world and turning it into their actual metzios. Uh, and uh, he brings in parentheses that uh, now we see uh, people, uh, they love like the fantasy section, uh, video games, right? Even for adults. Remarkably visionary. I mean, the Sif Lechaim lived in the 19th century. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. These are, these are modern ideas. That yeah, yeah. I don't know how he knew about it within Panovich, <laughs> but uh, right, you have a World of Warcraft now that uh, people spending hundreds of hours movies. Right? How popular are movies? Well, that does it puts in a person into uh, you know it moves him outside of reality. That's part of the pleasure of watching a movie. You get to take a break from life, live like a whole different life somewhere or somewhere else. Light up the imagination. Uh, board games also. Right? You're now this uh, monopoly piece. Uh, trying to overcome all these challenges on the board. Um, fiction, fantasy, uh, sports, right, is a big one. Also, you're now, it gives you like this kind of, besides for the sense of belonging that it gives you, um, and but it, you know, you're now like the, you're rooting for the players, they're now your team, and when they score a victory and overcome their challenge, uh, you now get that feeling like you overcame your challenge, right? So that's part of uh, the pleasure of sports, right? So that's all the olamadimion, person, people wanting to live in this olamadimion and to remove themselves from the reality of life. Most people outright, they won't tell you about their fantasy, your imagination. But there is a type of person who... They want to remove themselves from reality, and that's why he's saying a person would lie and say sheker, even though uh, he has nothing to gain, he's not causing a loss to the other person, but he wants to say sheker just to remove himself from reality uh, and give like a false pretense to his life, something that doesn't actually exist. Uh, so he's saying that that's one of the pulls for a person to speak sheker uh, is because we have this uh, natural inborn tendency where we want to remove ourselves from reality, live in imagination or something that's alternative to reality, uh, and therefore a person's more uh, prone uh, 
uh, to, to lie, to misrepresent the truth, uh, because we have this uh, natural inborn tendency. Uh, and then he finishes, finishes off, uh, This pleasure is running away from Metzias, from the actual reality, and living in this olam hasheker adimyoni, in this uh, imaginary, imaginary world. Um, so it says the Sif Sechaim in the next source that most people aren't in this category, right? Where they're completely just trying to remove themselves from reality and they have no other gain. Uh, but they just aren't careful that what they say is actually accurate. And that's what the Sif Sechaim says in source number seven, Rabbeinu Yonah Mosif Od Hagdara Al Sug Shel Sheker. Rabbeinu Yonah counts another kind of lying. Most people, they'll switch, you know, minor facts or details of what they're saying without really, you know, without really paying attention. Just part of the way they speak. Uh, they want to switch things up a little bit. Uh, maybe uh, exaggerate. Yeah. Uh, so exaggeration is permissible. We'll, we'll, he'll speak about exaggeration. It's permissible if it's the normal way of speaking. Right, so if you say, oh, that uh, I surfed this wave, it was like 20 feet high or whatever, <laughs> uh, people know it wasn't actually 20 feet, right? That's uh, what professional surfers and uh, storms are surfing. Uh, but they know you just mean it was really big. Uh, or if you say there was a million people at the event, right? Obviously, there's not a million people, but that's the normal way of speaking, so it's technically permitted. We'll see in Kelm. The, the Talmidim of Kelm were very makbin, not to use any exaggerations, because uh, they, they wanted to inculcate this midah of MS to the highest degree. Any kind of exaggeration, they wouldn't use. Not only that, but when somebody would ask them for the time, they wouldn't say it's around 5 o'clock. They would say it's 4.59, <laughs> maybe in 32 seconds. Right? They would try to be as exact as possible, because uh, they, <laughs> they wanted to inculcate this midah of MS, that they're exact with their words, Everything they say is specific, and the words that they're using represent the actual reality uh, exactly, to the T. <laughs> uh, so he says over here that most people, uh, they're not in this category where they're going to misrepresent the truth for no re- reason, but they're not careful that what they say uh, is, uh, is accurate, and they'll switch around facts and details. There's this category of people that they speak words of truth, but they're not careful with what they say. Uh, because they're not careful to, to investigate and to get every detail clear when they're listening. So it comes from when they're listening and when they're gaining in the information, they're not, they don't care so much every little detail, they just need an overall picture. And then when they're giving it over to, to, to the next person, also they just give it over in a general sense, but they're not clear on every little detail. Uh, when somebody else tells a story, they're not careful about all the facts and details, right? If it was uh, the Chafetz Chaim or the Briskarov, okay. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm kind of guilty of that. When I listen to a story, I'm not uh, listening. I, I like hearing like the message of the story, not necessarily the person who it happened to. Uh, and then when I'm trying to tell it mm-hmm. over, uh, I'm like uh, fumbling, right? Who was that? Was it the Hamad Zayim versus right? Uh, so, uh, so that's what he's saying not to do, right? Uh, when, when, you, when you're listening to a story, make sure you get every detail clear because you're eventually, if you want to tell it over, 
Uh, you should MS requires that your every single detail uh, your makbet to give over uh, in an accurate way. And when you gather information, you gathered it in a way that's not exact, right? Okay, I'll switch over a little facts. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's a whole other topic when you're allowed to deviate from the truth. Uh, and that's why also they're, they're not medayak when they speak it over to other people. And says the Rabbeinu Yonah, this is also a negative character trait, that people switch around to the, the fact. So Tibby's making a great point, which is it says midvar shakir tirchak, and it doesn't say lo to daber shakir, lo to shakru. Uh, so that's also a, it gives over kind of a leniency, uh, which is true. There is a leniency by lying. So there's three times a person's allowed to lie. Mipnei Shalom, Mipnei and there's a third one. Uh, the Gemara gives uh, examples in all three categories. Shalom, Tznias. Huh? Yeah. Uh, so if it said lo to chakra, then you wouldn't have all these haterim, right? Of uh, that you're allowed to lie uh, uh, because of ms. Uh, I think it's ms shalom and uh, and snias, something like that. I, I'm forgetting the first one. Uh, but but snias and shalom, a person is allowed to lie, right? So to make peace, if it's going to cause more machlokas, uh, if uh, if my mother asked me how her uh, how her chicken uh, ravioli is, uh, and it doesn't actually, it's actually a little bit burnt, and she forgot the salt. Right, and I say uh, I'm supposed to say no. It's amazing to make her feel good, right? So that's bimnei shalom. Uh, so there's times when saying sheker is really saying ms, right? Of course, if you you should try getting out of it as much as possible because we want to be aligned with the ms. Uh, but that's also mashma because it says uh, lo. It doesn't say lo teshakra. If it says lo teshakra, it would be a blanket statement. A person's not allowed to lie. Doesn't make a difference. You got to say it how it is, even if it's going to offend the person. Uh, but when we see now, oh, it's midvar sheker tirchak. Distance yourself. It's not a flat-out statement. Distance yourself, uh, meaning as much as possible, distance yourself. But there's times when you might have to engage uh, with with uh, with saying sheker with something that's uh, different that's from the. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Does a what's the context over there? Let's talk. Ish ish Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Uh, so coming back here, Gamzos me the Rav Amar Shlomo Melech Ish Shomei Lanetzach Yidaber that a person who listens forever will they speak. Meaning, and he interprets that to mean that a person who li- listens right and he's trying to get every single detail of what he hears and get to the bottom of something with absolute clarity. Uh, so people when he says something over people know that what he says is exact and such a person he will speak uh, eternally 
because uh, his, uh, his language lasts eternally, people take what he says seriously. Even if they don't lie, uh, they, they change facts and they're not so careful with what they, that what they speak is accurate. Uh, very challenging as a, as a rabbi, right? People ask you questions and you want to pretend like you, like you know what you're talking about. Uh, and instead of saying, I don't know, or I haven't really uh, looked into Chosh and Mishpat, and I don't know all the Pratim, right? So you try to give what you, what you almost know, right? Or what you think you know, uh, but you don't know if that's the accurate and if you're representing the Torah 100% accurately. It's uh, very difficult to say, oh, I don't know, actually, because sometimes you'll know a little bit about that subject, uh, and you're excited about that little bit of knowledge that you have, but you don't know the full context, and you haven't done the full research behind it. Uh, and therefore, you have to be very careful that you don't misrepresent the truth, uh, and that you say, oh, I don't know in this area. Uh, same well, thing with... I have to refer to someone more qualified and knows more about that subject. Yeah, more qualified. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they're finding with millennials nowadays that with millennials and Gen Z, uh, they, there's this kind of thing where like they have to know what they're talking about, right? So they get these new jobs uh, and they're pretending like they know what they're doing, going through the motions, but they never actually learn uh, like all the details because they're, oh yeah, I got this, I got this, but they're not asking for help. And when you're not in learning mode, it's very, uh, it's very dangerous, right? Because when you're not in learning mode, you're not constantly get growing and gaining new skills and upping and upping your, your experience uh, and your knowledge. Uh, and part of it is, comes from this. You're pretending like you know what you're doing, even though you don't. Therefore, you're not in learning mode, and therefore, you're not growing, and you're not becoming better and better, and you're going to stay stagnant in your workplace. Uh, so, uh, so that's the importance of, uh, of saying you don't know if you don't know. Don't misrepresent the truth. Don't tell your boss, oh, I got this. I know what I'm doing. You know, like I don't, <laughs> uh, I don't, need, I don't need help. Ask, right? Ask, how, do, how do I, this new system in place, uh, how do I work it out? Uh, also when you when you see things right look at all the details try to get to the uh, to the core to the bottom uh, when you listen to things also try to get all the facts accurately there are people where half of the truth is enough yeah, I kind of said the truth he says half of the truth is also sheker it's also false uh, person himself, it's hard for him to gauge how far he is from the mida of truth, of being 100% accurate with his words. And how much he's not makbed when he sees and when he listens to things to get every single uh, detail exact. But kol shekain bedibor and kol shekain, if he's not getting all the facts right when he's listening and when he's seeing things, so then for sure when he speaks to others, He's not going to be saying the, the facts 100%. Ish MS hu ze asher hu choker vidoresh ladasa tum es prati yadvarim lamitosam. Ish MS is a person who does all the investigation and gets to the bottom of all the pratim, all the details, minor details of what he's saying, uh, down to the core of their truth. And if he doesn't know 100% accurately, he says that he doesn't know. Uh, it's already 8 o'clock, so if anybody needs to leave, they're welcome to leave. Uh, we'll continue if anybody wants to stay till the end.
Uh, so, he brings down a story uh, in source number nine. Moreno Rav, Rabbi Abba Grusbard, Sipa Rabbi Ruchim Mimir. He brings the story of Rabbi Ruchim Levavitz of Mir. Uh, it's difficult to tell him over a story. Uh, so, meaning Rabbi Abba Grosbard, he would try over, you know, telling stories to, to Rabbi Ruchim Levavitz. Because Rabbi Ruchim Levavitz, when he would hear a story, he would dig, dig down into every single little detail. Oh, it happened like this or this. Uh, who was it exactly with? How was it uh, corroborated? Right? He's trying to get down every single little detail of the story. To the finest, most details. The person who's telling the story, he didn't, you know, give any particular uh, uh, thought uh, to these kind of details. It was a nice story. He was just trying to give over the message. But Rabbi Rucham Levavitz was like so careful when he would hear a story because uh, he'd want to tell it over, but he wanted every single last detail to this story. To the person who's saying over the story himself, he'd be like, whoa, he'd be overwhelmed because he realized that he didn't know all the details to this story. But he only uh, thought he knew this story. Uh, so that's the story of Yerucham Levavitz. He was so careful, every single detail that he, that he would that he would gain, all the information he was gaining, uh, to get down, hone down on every last detail uh, of this story. Uh, says the Sif Seichim in source number ten, Lo Bikidi, he's here at Torah al Isar Hasheker Belashon Archaka Midvar Sheker Tirchak. Uh, it's not in vain that the Torah says, Midvar Sheker Tirchak, distance yourself, remove yourself as far as possible from Sheker. Mibnesha Sheker, Himachalachavratis, because Sheker, he says, is a sickness. Rov Sicham Vesigam Shalabrias, a common sickness. And Rov Sicham Vesigam Shalabrias, who almili de Alma. Most of what people talk about is on worldly things, right? Uh, not necessarily Torah. And every single person feels this kind of impulse and this pull uh, to, to give his opinion and to you know, be substantial in their words. They want to say something of substance, something where other people are going to be impressed, something that's different, something that goes... Uh, above and beyond what everybody else said, right? A uh, contrarian opinion now goes like very far because it's different than everybody else's opinion. That's what stands out. So people want to stand out with what they're saying, and therefore they'll commonly twist the truth of what happened, right? Oh, that vacation was uh, amazing, and we did this for X amount of hours, and you'll exaggerate and say more hours, and it was more amazing than it really was. Uh, so people want to stick out and they want to impress other people. Because if they, if they don't stand out, then Khalila they'll be recognized as you know, a regular person, uh, ordinary person, or as a foolish person. People will need to add on you know, their piece. Uh, their extra oomph to the conversation. And not always are the words that they're saying actually accurate, and are they actually true, and is he careful uh, to represent the truth exactly? And quickly he can turn into uh, speaking falsely. This is why the Torah warns us. Uh, distance yourself from falsehood. Uh, why does it say midevar from the, a devar of sheker tirchak? It should say from words of sheker. 
but um, or from sheker, mi sheker tirchak. From lie, you should distance yourself. No, but it's a devar sheker. Uh, it's anything where sheker can come out of. Loli spatos achari sheker v'loli skar v'kol davar sheyesh lo zika l'sheker So don't uh, don't uh, come into that trap uh, and be uh, infatuated to speak sheker to come even close. Uh, to anything that has any relationship to Sheker, person has to be very accurate with their words. Uh, so we came out here already with like a whole bunch of reasons why people lie. Uh, we have over here a list, reasons why we lie, uh, and some practical examples, right? So one is to avoid negative consequences, right? We'll tell our boss that we fulfilled the assignment on time, even though we didn't. We'll lie about how many hours we worked, how we handled the situation. Oh yeah, it was all good, even though it didn't go well. Uh, and that's in order to, to save face, right? So we, to, we want to avoid negative consequences, to avoid conflict, right? Obviously, uh, sometimes we lie about how we feel about a political opinion, uh, right? To avoid conflict with another person, uh, or we'll hold back how we're really feeling about them. Uh, and many times that's going to be permitted, because that could be shalom. Right, you're trying to lie to avoid conflict that, that can be permitted in many times. Um, uh, often we'll, to prevent ourselves from being embarrassed. Uh, this could be under the category of because um, that also ties into embarrassment. Uh, but we'll lie about private information that will affect others' opinions of us. Many times this is going to be permitted. Uh, but again, you want to try to, right, if somebody asks you very personal information uh, and you don't want to answer them, uh, you don't have to give over that personal information, uh, so try to you know get out of it as much as possible without lying. Uh, but if a person needs to lie, then it, then uh, then they're permitted. Um, uh, another example is to gain social acceptance. This is a case where lying is not permitted, right? We want to sound impressive. This was the example that uh, the Sif Sechayim brought in source number ten. Uh, we want to sound impressive. We exaggerate uh, about how much money we made off this deal. Uh, or our vacation, etc. How many hours we work, right? We want to show that we're uh, really hardworking people. Uh, how much we can lift at the at the gym, uh, or any other example of exaggeration. That's absolutely not permitted, and a person has to represent the truth ex- uh, accurately. Um, and another example is uh, showing, pretending like we're interested in subject matters that we're not uh, to show commonality. So if you know somebody's really into uh, uh, F1 car racing or something like that. So often we'll pretend like we're into F1 car racing uh, in order to gain a relationship with them. Um, and uh, a person should not misrepresent the truth in any way. Don't say, oh, I love F1 car racing if you don't. Uh, and another reason why we do it is to feel better about ourselves, right? We feel inadequate uh, if a person is dating for a long time, feeling adequate about their dating life. Uh, so they might exaggerate or lie about uh, how many people they dated or for how long, it was awesome, uh, how much money you make, right? Also, we feel inadequate about making money uh, when, in, when things don't work out. Uh, and therefore, we'll lie about how, oh yeah, we're doing really well financially and we'll pretend and sponsor the major kiddish and buy the fancy car. Uh, but there too, that's that's Sheker, right? That doesn't reflect uh, your your actual reality. Uh, we'll also f- uh, lie to get ahead of the competition in business, right? We want to get ahead of everybody else, so we make false claims about how much success we had, uh, to so that people choose us over other people, um, or yet yeah, uh, to get new business clients. Uh, so many different reasons why we lie, and to put it all into one category, uh, just doesn't work. That's why Rabbeinu Yona has nine different categories of lying. 
why the Sif Sechayim mentions a whole bunch of different ones. You have people who just want to remove themselves from living their imaginary reality. Then you have people who they want to stand out and gain social acceptance. Uh, and then you have all these other categories where you actually want to get ahead or you actually want to gain something uh, out of the lie. Uh, but in all these cases, we have to be so careful, to, to be authentic, uh, and that our inside should match our outside, uh, and through that we emulate Hashem. Right? The Rishonim say that uh, through this, a person is Mekayim, uh, Telechu, <laughs> I forgot, uh, but uh, I think it's Bidrachav uh, Telechu, that uh, you should walk in the ways of Hashem. A person, there's a mitzvah to, to emulate. Huh? Uh, it's slipping me, the, the, the Pasuk. Uh, but we have a mitzvah to emulate Hashem. This is one of the ways you're makayim that mitzvah, uh, is by speaking only truth, not misrepresenting the truth. Because um, <coughs> Hashem also, what he speaks is MS, uh, and that actually becomes the reality, right? Hashem created this world with Dibor. What he spoke became the reality. We're too meant uh, to speak reality, what we say should align with the reality of this world. Um, um, and in, except for special circumstances where you're doing it for ultimately a good cause, because you're trying to create more shalom, um, or you're trying to protect your private information and be tzniyas. Uh So besides for those uh, you know, cases, uh, a person should be 100% accurate with what, he wor- with what he says, that it aligns with the reality of this world. Uh, and comes comes away Sif uh, with a takeaway lesson uh, to love MS and be as accurate with your words as possible. Source number 11, he says, Echami Yisodos HaAvoda Bebeisa Talmud Kelm. One of the main avodas in uh, in the yeshiva of Kelm, Hayal Midas MS was working on absolute truth in a person's life. And one of the ways that a person can work on this lamaisa, person should be so careful with what he says. That when somebody asks him for the time, don't say around what time it is. He says there's limutzchos on these people because people are expecting you to say around what time. So what you say isn't actually a sheker, uh, but it's not the highest level of MS, right? That's not avas MS. A loving MS and trying to be going above and beyond when it comes to MS. Uh, and therefore he says, A person should say the, what time it is exactly. It's around 2.05. Right. So it's not Shakir, it is around 2.05. Uh, but it's not, uh, it's not being exact. It's not Avas MS. Yeah, it's not a loving and being as precise as possible. Uh, and he says, And when a person does this, when they're exact about the time and exact about all the details, they say, that shows Avas uh, MS, loving truth and really going above and beyond uh, to be accurate. Uh, just like there's this concept of Avas, loving falsehood, right? people who love to, to lie and misrepresent the truth and divorce themselves from the reality and live in their imagination. Uh, similarly, uh, there's also Yesh Avas MS, a love for MS, where a person's trying to go above and beyond uh, and uh, go full force uh, to be as accurate as possible. Kola Adam Lehov as MS, Shetia Lo Selida Tivis Mikol Daver Sheker, that he should have this uh, refrain, this natural refrain from anything that's Sheker, Mikol Daver Sheinen, anything that's not accurate, Heim Bereia, the Heim Bishmia, the Heim Bedibor. Whether it comes to what a person sees, what a person hears, what a person speaks, uh, they should all be as accurate as possible, trying to get every single detail exact, uh, not exaggerating or making up anything. But uh, 
and through this a person will be zocha to be an ish emes. Uh, so we see over here this, uh, this media of authenticity. Hashem wants us to be as authentic as possible. Uh, and that means being 100% real, that nothing that we say is misrepresenting who we are, what we do, how we behave. Uh, when we speak, it should align with, with who we are inside uh, 100%, what we're thinking inside, how we saw the reality. Uh, and when a person sees things, when he hears things, also try to get all the, all the details. Uh, exact, so that when you're telling things over, when you're giving things over, uh, also it should be exact. That's the mida of MS that a person should, should inculcate. We went through a lot of the reasons why people lie. Uh, we went through what it means to be an ish MS and that what you take in also, you have to get all the details exactly. Uh, and that a person should uh, have this, not just be speak MS, but have an avas MS, have a real love. Uh, and uh, burning desire for truth and everything that he says. Wishing everybody an amazing uh, Parshas Mishpatim, an amazing Shabbos. Shabbat. Uh, while you were away, we, 